0: started
1: okay so the regular meeting may 10th 2023 of the kirkland park board is called to order recording secretary please call roll
2: please say here when i say your name board member Ebrosini.
0: here board member Bob Oh, jung oh are you're on mute still Hello. I'll All come
2: right. back to her. Um, board member Cohen,
3: here, present.
0: Board member Kearney, here. Board member Timson. here. Vice Chair Hansen,
2: here. Chair Holland, here and um, board member Habar Jung.
1: I wondered if she dropped off and is gonna reconnect or something. Oh, there she is, she's...
0: No, Derek, I'm sorry, I'm you're on mute. Oh, there you go. Oh, we still can't hear you. We still can't hear you. Oh. Oh boy. I'm sure she'll be back. <laughs> well, we all saw her here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's terrible. Our first meeting and tech
4: problems. <laughs> yeah. You can have the marker as present, I know she's here.
2: So. All right. Um, yeah.
0: oh. Oh,
5: yes, we can hear
0: yes, you. Yes, we can Thank hear you.
2: Me. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, staff present are Parks and Community Services Deputy Director John Lloyd, Park Planning and Development Manager Mary Gardaki, Park Operation Manager Jason Philan, Recreation Manager Sarah Schellenberger and Recording Secretary Erin Yoshida.
1: So a quorum is present, thank you. So next on the agenda is the land acknowledgement and Vice Chair Hansen has uh, offered to read it uh, this month.
6: Okay, we acknowledge that the Southern Salish Sea region lies on the unceded and ancestral land of the Coast Salish peoples, the Duwamish, Muckleshoot, Puyallup, Skycomish, Snoqualmie, Snohomish, Squamish, and Tulalip tribes and other tribes of the Puget Sound Salish people in that present day city of Kirkland in its traditional heartland of the lake people and the river people. We honor with gratitude the land itself, the first people who have reserved treaty rights and continue to leave, live here since time memorial in their
0: ancestral heritage.
1: Great, thank you so much.
0: And who would like to read this at our next meeting crystal thank you yeah i can do it okay um so item
1: four on the agenda is welcome to new members and we are very very fortunate uh tara i don't see her video uh she's reconnecting connected. again so. she's connecting
7: all right I'm good now all right
1: <laughs> very good <laughs> I was just saying we're we're moving to item four on the agenda which is welcome new members and introductions and I'll start it off and say welcome um, to our park board your first park board meeting uh, Tara um, Tara uh, Bob are young um I had the opportunity to meet you not long ago, and we had a chance to chat while you went <clears throat> through the interview process. And I was very, very impressed. Uh, we haven't had a, a youth member on the on the board for a while. So it's very, very important to us to have a youth member so you can bring that perspective to the team. And um, so just welcome. Um, you can I'll, I'll start off. Uh, Mike Holland, I'm the I'm the, the chair and I've been on the park board for about four years now. Would you like to introduce yourself, Tara?
7: Yeah, uh, I'm Tara. It's Bubber Jung, by the way.
1: Bubber Jung, Barbara Jung.
7: Jung, Jung.
1: Jung, thank you. Yeah.
7: And uh, I'm a junior at Lake Washington High School. I'm an ASB officer there, so I'm very into leadership. I'm on the green team, sustainability, kind of relation to park board. So yeah, I'm just really excited to join.
1: Fantastic. So we're going to have the other other members of the of the park board introduce themselves, and then the then the staff. So you'll have a chance to meet everybody. So, you want, uh, Tessa, do you want to go next, or who do you like to go next?
6: Sure, I can I can go and then popcorn to someone.
1: Sure, exactly. Very good.
6: Uh, I'm Tessa Hanson. I'm the um, vice chair. I've been on the board for two and a half years. And um it's been great. And I work, um I used to work for the downtown associations. I had a lot of um I've been working with parks for a long time and yeah, so welcome, Tara, Tara, excuse me. And let's see, popcorn Tammy.
3: Thank you, Tessa. If you're here two and a half years, I think that makes me three years, which seems like COVID was a really long time ago. Uh Um I'm Tammy. I'm on the park board now for some time and um, a relatively new resident of Kirkland in the last, going on six years now. And uh, it's very nice to meet you, Tara. Oh, I have to popcorn to
0: Amy. I'll go Tammy, thanks. Hi Tara,
8: I'm Amy. I've been on the park board for about a year now. Um, I work in biotech manufacturing up in Bothell. I'm very excited to be part of the park board
0: and very excited to have you with us. Oh, shoot, I forgot the popcorning. Um,
9: uh, how about Crystal? Hey, Tara, my name is Crystal Timson. I have been on the park board, um, I think my second year anniversary is next month. Um, I've been in the environmental field for my entire career, currently work for T-Mobile. And I have two kids, That one of whom is still uh, at Lake Washington High School. Um, the other one is off at college. Nice to meet you, welcome. I guess we all have it. Um, <laughs> Catherine, oh. next, you're next.
10: Hi, Tara. I'm Kathy Carney. Um, I'm also a new board member. So I think this is my third or fourth meeting. And um, I've lived in Kirkland for um, 10 years, but up on Finn Hills um, for 27. And I also sit on the board of a couple nonprofits. Um, so
0: that's how I spend my time outside of park board stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think that is the park
1: board. Uh, John, you want to lead off the.
4: Yeah, so I'll kick off the staffing directions. Tara, you and I met uh, during your orientation. I'm John Lloyd, the deputy director, uh, receiving um, parks division, recreation division, and our special event program. And I'm primary staff liaison for, for park board. So, yeah, I'll kick it over to Sarah. She's next on my screen.
11: Hi, Tara. I'm Sarah Schellenbarger. Can relate to the long scary looking last name that is okay when you when you pr- pronounce it um welcome to parkboard i work as the recreation manager so i oversee our recreation team um the two community centers you might be familiar with peter kirk community center north kirkland community center and the outdoor pool um, and we do um some special events the um New this year, the city's Fourth of July parade and um, and some other things, and then a lot of summer camps and recreational programs for all ages. So yeah. glad to have you.
4: Uh, Mary, if you want
5: Sure. Um, Mary Gardaki, Park Planning and Development Manager, and I have the absolute p- pleasure of trying to find land to buy and <laughs> develop our parks and whether they are existing or if we're purchasing land. Um, yeah, we have, we have a lot going on right now. We have 132nd Square Park, hopefully going to be open soon. And so that's, that's uh, really my wheelhouse and what I bring to the department. Jason.
12: Hi, hey Tara. My name is Jason. Uh, the team I work with are the ones that are out there trying to keep the parks clean and safe and beautiful. I'm an operations guy, so we do all kinds of things to help um, keep the parks in good order. Uh, a little insider information is both of my kids graduated from Lake Washington's Kangs, and I volunteered there for many years, um, about 12 or 15 years um, back when I was a bit younger, so... I can appreciate the Kangs. Mm-hmm. Welcome welcome to the Park Board.
7: Thank you, that's good to hear.
4: And last but not least I'll have Aaron introduce yourself.
7: Hi
2: Tara, uh, we met when you had your orientation virtually. Um, nice to see you again. Welcome to Park Board. Um, I am the office specialist for the Parks and Community Services um, Department and I'm uh, filling in as um, recording
0: secretary tonight. I think we have everybody. Anybody else we we missed?
1: Okay, great. Well, welcome, uh, Tara. That's fantastic. Um, next on the uh, on the agenda is items from the audience. Um, Aaron, are there any? Is there anybody in the in the queue
0: for the the audience tonight? Yes, there is. We have one person. Okay. So um, if you are participating by Zoom, and and you
1: are, it looks like, obviously, uh, you can raise your hand, use the raise hand button um, to be recognized. Uh, And for those on the phone, you can dial asterisk nine to be recognized. Um, Audience members are welcome to listen to the meeting without speaking. Recording secretary will read the list of names for public comment in the order in which they were received. If you if you have that, Aaron. Um, if not, we'll ask that person to identify themselves and see if they want want to to uh,
0: speak. Yes, we have uh, Dale Clark. Um, Dale, would you like to speak to the park board? He does not appear to be raising his
1: hand, so I'll send the message. So it sounds like that uh, Dale is is not interested in in speaking. So we're going to move on to the to the next item on the agenda. Um, Aaron, there's nobody else in the queue, is there?
0: That's correct. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. So item six on the agenda is uh, approval of minutes.
1: The minutes were included in the packet that we all received. Does anybody have any corrections or amendments to those those
0: minutes? Okay, Um, hearing none. The minutes are approved as
1: presented. We're blasting right through this agenda. Um, We're now in item seven, uh, business items. Um, We have have four items on the business items agenda. I'm gonna add one at the very, I'm gonna add one after the first three, just to warn you. Um, So the first item is ballot measure update. And Mary Gardaki is going to lead the conversation
0: uh, on that topic.
5: Are you ready for me to go? Oh, you're on mute, Mike.
1: Yes, thank you, Mary. We're all ready for you.
5: Okay. Okay. Okay, hey, I hope everyone can see my screen. Yes, we can. Okay. Excellent. Okay, so I have 18 slides to present to you tonight. Um, I'm going to give a quick overview of some touch points that we've experienced in the, in the parks ballot process. And um, typically, Hillary would be Uh, providing that information but uh, you get me tonight for that component and then also an update on the feasibility study um, results uh, continuation results so I'll talk about that a little bit as well Um, so as a reminder we are coming to um, city council next week and just as a reminder your feedback was heard and integrated so from our April 4th joint meeting with City Council, Park Board recommended prioritizing um, enhanced safety and security, uh, synthetic turf, and permanent off-leash dog parks. And then also it was relayed that the Park Board had concerns about the green loop trail segments, um, increased lifeguard hours, and it, rather than having it on a ballot to include it in the budget. And then team programs, and again, to include that into the PCS-based budget. And you also uh, had a location preference of the Houghton parking Road. Right now, there is a community survey that's going on. There's a, a statistically valid one as well as an openly. And so we have been working with EMC Research and they have uh, put out this survey. And right now, we have um, the statistically valid survey has been in the field and has closed. It closed on April twenty fourth. We had over four hundred participants, and it was done both during uh, as a hybrid telephone and as online. And then, as as, when that closed, we opened. uh, We had an open link survey. And that was hosted on the city website. Uh, Initially, that was going to go through April 27th through May 11th, but it has been extended to May 13th. And we ask you, as well as anyone you speak with, to please participate in that open link survey. And uh, John or um, Erin, maybe if you could provide that link in the chat, that would be um, helpful. So I'm going to go through the feasibility uh, facility feasibility study um, report. And basically, we're going to follow this quick outline of recapping some previous options which were proposed in the original report. And then based on PFAC as well as um, other input, we, it was requested by the city to explore additional options. And those being um, MKCC at 80 to 86,000. The Houghton Park and Ride and NKCC is a complementary package of 67,000 and 45,000 square feet. And then lastly, a, a replacement package, if you will, for NK, coming in at 18,000 square feet. Then talk about participation projections and what kind of programs these. Well, actually, Sarah, will be talking about these. Um, what what these facilities can provide as far as programming, and then a quick summary of these options. So, again, quickly, uh, we're going to go. We're going to cover the uh, Houghton Park and Ride options. Those are options A and B, and option A was 103,000 square feet broken down by the three categories of recreation, aquatics, and community space. Recreation is at 32,000, aquatics at 23,000, and community at 11,000. And then um, what you see on the far right is the total capital construction cost, which is 132 million, and then the cost recovery, which comes in at a healthy 73%. Again, that's option A. Option B is a smaller rendition of that. It comes in at 86,000. This this space is, the recreation is at 26, 27,000. It's a smaller gym. It's not three gyms, but rather just two court gym. Uh, We have a smaller uh, aquatic space at 18,000 and then community space at 11,000. And you can see in each of these, all the variety that's happening in those categories this is 108 million dollars and with a cost recovery at 74% so before i start so that is the the previous options but now we have the additional options that were requested as previously mentioned um, we have one at 80 to 86,000 um, 80 to 86,000 square facility at NKCC and that would include two pools to two to three gyms, two smaller complementary facilities, um, one at Houghton Park and Ride and NKCC. And that is, um, was developed based on reducing the amount of community space and a, more of a focus on balanced recreation and aquatic elements. And then we have one at 18,000 square feet, which is basically a replacement for NK but it could also be uh, a consideration to become combined with one of the other existing uh, Houghton Park and Ride facility options. So this is the NKC uh, 80,000 square foot. Again, we, we were tasked with the 86,000. However, due to site constraints, you really couldn't fit 86,000 comfortably on that site. 80,000 is actually really pushing it, as you can see on this diagram over here on the left. And then, and then a breakdown of again of those uh, recreation, aquatic, and community spaces. This one has a two court gym, um, a six lane uh, lap pool, and uh, a variety of community spaces. You can see then on the bar, far right, $110 million for this option with a class recovery of 83%. The complementary option of the two sites totals 112 square feet. And the diversity is based on where we would put the aquatics versus the recreational space. And you can see that the Hote park and ride would accommodate the aquatic component, whereas the NKCC would accommodate um, more of the recreation space. Although they both do have uh, both have two court gyms in each of those facilities. You also see a little bit more of community space in the NKCC option. So, again, that's a total of 112 square feet for this package. This is then the package idea continued through the, um, opera- the capital cost and the cost recovery. So for the capital cost for this package of both uh, sites is 155 million, and then we have a cost recovery at 81%. Now you might think that's odd that we we have a higher such a high cost recovery for having two facilities operating, but what happens with the cost recovery is the analysis of membership. So each of those sites could have individual memberships. In other words, people could sign up to be a member at just Houghton Park and Rank or just NK. And then there's a third option where you could be a member at both. So that adds to that cost recovery potential. And lastly is the NK 18,000 square feet. This is uh, again, the the replacement idea that we were having. Right now, I believe it's about, our existing square footage of that facility is 12,000. So is that right, John? Yeah. Okay. Um, So we're upping it a little bit, but we're trying to also maximize that smaller footprint with making sure that we're replacing it with things that we already have, um, and then adding on to that. So we have a multi one court gym, um no aquatics and then a multi-purpose classroom about a thousand square feet or total of 1500 for community space so um trying to make sure that we still accommodate the uses that we have at that existing site total project costs on this is 42 million with a cost recovery of 22 percent so those are the the um Overall, these are the overall um, layouts or ideas and cost estimates for these new options, as well as a recap. And then, Sarah, if you are hopefully ready, you can walk through these next few slides. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about participation and how those programs fit with these facilities.
11: Yeah. And we wanted to talk about program participation because um, the the most important needs that were identified in the PROS plan um, were an indoor aquatic and recreation center. The aquatic center was rated number one, and the indoor um, recreation center was rated number three. Um, And and a key message from the PROS plan um, outreach and community survey was that 36% uh, of participants said that a recreation center or an indoor aquatic center would increase their participation. Um, and it is those, those facilities, those uh, program spaces that allow us to offer programs and services. That's an opportunity for growth for us. Um, so as we're talking about these program spaces, you'll see them broken down into these three categories, recreation spaces, um, gyms, uh, multipurpose uh, exercise rooms, um, fitness rooms, things like that, aquatic spaces, um, lap pool, uh, cool water lap pool and a warm water recreation pool, and then community spaces, um, multi-purpose rooms, multi-purpose classrooms, um, arts and music spaces, that kind of thing. So you'll see these kind of color-coded throughout all of the presentations. And then getting into the numbers here, we have, um, Again, those break down the recreation spaces, aquatic spaces and community spaces with a little bit more detail. And then across um, the table horizontally, those are the the different um, facilities being considered. So the large Houghton Park and Ride at 103, the 86,000 square foot Houghton Park and Ride, the NK80, the two complementary sites, and then the small NK site. Um, And you can see the totals on there. And um, I'll just, I'll let you, I'm not going to read all the numbers. I'll let you guys kind of take those in as I'm talking through these, but I, I want to say a few things to start out. Um, First, these are estimates um, and they're rooted in our actual program data, our real program data. Um, And uh, they are then uh, calculated based on what, facility program spaces were considered in these concept plans and these feasibility studies. So for example, um, our current preschool art uh, classroom space at North Kirkland Community Center is I think 285 square feet. It's tiny. There's only 12 kids that can fit in there and you would not want to do an adult art class in that space. The art rooms that are being allocated, planned in these um, facilities and the concept plans are larger. They're 500 square feet or they're a thousand square feet. And as such, we can fit a lot more people in those program spaces. So these numbers are are rooted in our actual data, but tied to um, the size and the quantity of Program spaces in each of these concept plans for each of these um, facilities. So it's, it's 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 really dependent on what assortment of spaces are in each facility, and there's variation, right? They the complementary sites, for example, um, one site focuses on um, aquatics and one site focuses on recreation, and one has uh, more community space and one has less, and so that's why there's variation in these numbers across the board. Generally, you'll see that the larger the footprint, the higher number of participants we expect to be able to um, serve. And that, um, again, goes back to what kind of program spaces are in each one. And I'll pause there just so people can (laughs) take in some of those numbers. Yeah. (laughs) And I think this comes back maybe at a later slide but Chris Lice, you have a hand up too. We can, there's like yeah. a number of questions. Can we wait yeah. until the
9: end to say, should we save our questions for the end? Could we, yeah, could we save until yeah. the end? Yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. That's good. Yeah. Okay, cool.
5: Back to you, Mary. Okay. And so we have a little summary slide here. Uh, we try to capture all that information that we shared. And so we have all the capital costs, uh, operating costs. And then we have what is going to, Potentially cost the taxpayer. So then we have an annual cost per thousand of cents of the assessed value, the cost to a million dollar homeowner, as you can see here. And then we also have a little update because the median value of the house uh, um, of a home in Kirkland is now 1.2 million. So we've upped up those numbers here on this lane. And so then we're looking at a potential ballot measure. We are looking at both a a facility or facilities and the top five elements. And this is the bottom line here of what it would cost and what is being discussed uh, with PFAC and then upcoming with city council. Um, During our May 1 meeting with PFAC, they also had some additional recommendations. Uh, Specifically, we did some polling and they had um, a one facility options ranking detail. And as you can see here, um, it it showed that uh, by individual rank number, the Houghton Park and Ride uh, at 86,000 came up on top. And it also showed up as uh, one of the top two choices for folks at 77%. So that was a pretty clear indication from PFAC about which site. And then, as far as a funding mechanism, um, again, a pretty clear consensus on this one. They wanted one measure, and to be a permanent levy lid lift. And you can just see the numbers there. But fifty percent, fifty-two percent of PFAC wanted um, that uh, ballot uh, funding mechanism so the next steps on this whole process, we have uh, May 16th, which is next week, we will be presenting to city council much of what you saw here and some more. Um, And then we'll have a discussion with them on potential ballot measures. This will also occur on June 6th. And then uh, also on June 6th, there'll be element recommendations, draft ballot, measure options to council, draft ballot language, and a resolution to accept the report from PFAC, as well as an authorization to recruit for the pro and con committees. On July 5th, we'll have them, the council confirm those appointments to the pro-con. And then July 18th uh, would be the last council meeting to approve the actual ballot measure ordinance. And then after that, you'll see all the mandatory deadlines that are required by King County in order to put a resolution on the ballot um, for November. So, all those key dates are listed there in um, it for August. All right, that that is the end of the presentation.
0: Any questions?
5: All kinds of hands, I love it. I I, I uh, I'll go uh, by alphabetical. Crystal. Hi. <laughs> um on
9: the on the slide that was showing the numbers for the different options, <clears throat> the the participation in rec rooms went down. Um, versus the current what's currently happening at North Kirkland versus the projected. Um, eighteen. That is that
11: true? Yeah. Well, so so the, these are estimates, but you're <laughs> exactly right, Crystal. Even though this is a larger facility, um, it, it we did estimate a slightly smaller number of people who would be served out of that facility compared to what we have existing at North Kirkland Community Center right now, and that has to do with the the um, the program spaces that are included in that eighteen thousand square foot. Um, plan that and a big piece of that is the gym. There's a gym planned for that space, um, which can function as a great multi-purpose room, um, but harder to divide into smaller classrooms where you could have multiple summer camps happening, for example. Mm-hmm. Um so so yes, you're exactly exactly right.
4: <laughs> okay. I also one clarification. Can you clarify do those participation counts include the like drop-in use? So oh, thank discussion?
11: you. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to mention that. No, yeah. So these participation number estimates that, that were on this slide here, these are just program participants, folks who are coming to facilities for a specific program, not counting folks who would be coming in for some kind of drop-in use, whether it's to use a cardio machine or come for open swim or come for open gym or something like that. Um, and it also does not include folks who would be coming for a rental if they were a guest at a birthday party or something like that. Um. Member Kearney.
0: I also had um,
10: kind of similar questions to Crystal about participation. So the um, 86,000 square foot facility at Hoden, I was just noticing that um, even though it's a smaller lap pool, it serves less people, or no, I'm sorry, serves more people than the 103,000 foot facility um, and so it's just trying to understand, cause that was a little um, contradictory to what I would assume would have happened.
11: Yeah. And I, um, see if I can pull up the square feet, but so the, those, the, the pool sizes planned for those two facilities are slightly different. And so what we did for the aquatics calculations is we, we, we looked at how many people are we serving right now? How many people are on the wait list right now? What kind of water area do we have just looking at, um, Uh, square footage of the the water not the pool deck and then looking at in the concept plans how much water space is planned for each of those sites and each of those different pool spaces and then calculating that out so uh, there's a little bit of a difference in the square footage for the water for those two facilities and that's where why those numbers are a little bit different
10: and then so just kind of eyeballing it it looks like the 86,000 square foot facility, even though appears smaller, actually serves almost the same number of participants for the aquatic facility. And then overall, I'm assuming too that the cost for capital costs and then ongoing um, maintenance costs, annual maintenance costs per participant must be significantly lower than the 103,000 square foot facility. I'm, wonder, I'm just wondering if you've done those numbers before what the costs are per participant served?
11: I don't think that we've calculated those oh. out per participant.
0: I was just thinking, you know,
10: that's kind of an interesting way to look at how you decide between two facilities.
0: Thank you.
5: (laughs) Any other questions? Well, we do encourage you to uh, send out in these last few days uh, the open link uh, uh, connection. I think John put that in the chat. So we would really appreciate some more. I think we have like, um, oh gosh, what was it, like 1200? Uh, to date, about open link.
4: It was just under 1200, I think. Yeah, time.
5: yeah. So, you know, it would it'd be nice to get a few more. And if you haven't taken
0: it, please do. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mary. Yeah, I, uh, great job.
1: Um, I think you captured all of the the PFAC activities from the May first, um, and certainly council is going to have a a challenging task now of taking all this all this data and um, massaging it and and coming up with something that they want to support. So, so I wish I wish council well on their on their task. So,
0: okay. Any other questions on the, uh, the ballot measure projects? OK.
1: Moving on to the next item on the business items is neighborhood liaison assignments. And I've, I've asked John to talk about that.
4: Yeah. Um, thank you. So. Um... We just recently had a discussion about this in January, but now that Tara has joined us, I wanted to reopen the discussion on our neighborhood liaison assignments. Um Tara, just has a re- Tara for you and for everyone else as a refresher. Um years ago, Park Board decided um, to internally assign each other um the different neighborhoods um, and assign yourselves as liaison to one or, or multiple um, neighborhoods um, to provide some level of consistency for. Reaching out to the, the community because that's one of the, the best ways that Park Board can engage with the community is by going to those neighborhood meetings. Um, so, as such, we make those assignments and we update those occasionally um, as new members join, as old members leave, and as schedules change. Um, so, those oftentimes you may have picked up a, a neighborhood that meets on Wednesday nights, and all of a sudden, Wednesday nights no longer work for you because you've got school or you've got classes in the back. So, I just want to make sure that that's an option for folks to change. Um, we do, it's not a requirement that you attend those meetings, but we really do ask that everyone try to attend those meetings um, on the agenda during the uh, park board member reports. That's generally the best time in the meeting to share anything that you may have heard. So, oftentimes, um, neighbors will ask, Hey, what's going on with 132nd? Why isn't it open yet? Um, just to pick it up a little bit. Um, let us know what, what you're hearing from those those folks. Or they may have a great suggestion of, hey, what about adding a playground here or, or something along those lines? It's a great way to just make those connections and, and help bring that connection from the community back to, to us um, on the staff side of things. So I'm gonna share my screen real quick, which just has the full um, listing of neighborhoods um, so everyone can see them on the screen. Um, uh, I don't necessarily have a planned method of how we wanna switch these up, but if anyone's looking to trade or, uh Tara, if there's a day or time or a neighborhood that works well for you, maybe you can speak up and ask if um, the person that is assigned that um, neighborhood would be willing to share. So let's go ahead and share.
0: So the hard part of picking the right window and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can make it bigger, too.
4: um does anyone want to offer up one of the ones maybe it doesn't work to go to if some of you have multiple um or anyone looking to trade perhaps just have
3: i can swap a wednesday i've got i've got that Norkirk, it ends up competing sometimes with I don't know. It other feels things. like it competes with some other times. If somebody wants Norkirk, um, if who's got two? Anybody? Amy, it looks like you've got two. Do you want to give up Moss Bay? I'll try
8: second Monday of odd months. Sure. You can have Moss Bay. I'd like uh, Moss Bay is pretty active. It's meeting all virtual, which is convenient often. Um, but there's a good number of people. I think this past Monday there was like about 20 something and I think the one last month had maybe like 40, 50 plus. Oh, wow. So it was a, okay. active, yeah, that one was a pretty active one. I haven't been um, super engaged. I let them know I was there last time, um, but it would be great to have you um, on Moss Bay.
3: I tried. Right. I, my neighborhood abuts Moss Bay. So I can shake things up a bit because <laughs> I haven't been very reliable with getting to the Norkirks So maybe this will help me.
7: Perfect.
4: Would you want to be able to take the Norkirk?
7: Yeah, that would work for me. Oh, I see a baby. I mean, anything would work for me, but whatever's Perfect. open. Perfect. Um,
4: okay. And again, if you want to go to another one, uh, you're, you're always more than welcome to go. We try to do the assignment so that there's not more than three uh, board members at any one meeting, because um, then it could be considered a quorum. Um, and we don't want to have parkboard having a quorum outside of parkboard. Um, you can still be there, don't get me wrong. You just cannot discuss business, and so we want to make sure there's no um, concern over that. So that's why we really try to avoid that, if, if at all possible. Um, does anyone else have any other swaps or changes that they're looking to? Is or working out well for everybody? John, I want
1: to just call out a, uh, a spelling
4: on,
1: T- on Tara's last name.
4: Oh, I missed the R. Yeah. Thank you. typing one of, when you're being watched is like the hardest thing ever. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got on this one. So, um, and again, you're always welcome to if you want to just swap it out. Like you and another board member are just talking and like, hey, I can really make that. I've been going to the the one debate bay or the one email ever. Like by all means, you can always switch and trade. This list is no by no means a hard hard rule that we have to follow. So. Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: That's all I've got. Thank you. Thanks, John. Okay, let me get
1: back to the agenda. So we're um, business items. Item C, park board member reports. Uh, this is the opportunity for park board members to provide information about something they want to share, something they've seen, done, talk to neighbors, uh, neighborhood association meetings. So uh, open it up for park board member input. Looks like Amy has something.
0: Yeah, sorry for the video off.
8: Um, uh, baby still. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to share, um, say thank you to John for going to the Moss Bay meeting. He did a great job. I'm giving an update on Monday that was well-received. didn't seem like there were too many questions Um, yesterday at the Central Houghton meeting. um, Not too much. The one thing that did come up as a commentary is um, a feeling of excess of surveys. Um, I didn't know if our survey was considered one of them, um, but that did come up in discussion that there was a feeling, a sentiment of too many surveys coming out of Kirkland right now. And feeling bombarded with surveys. Um, One thing to note is um, Houghton specifically had our own survey for um, the um, Houghton Village. Um, So they did a survey to gather input for that. Um, So I think there might have been a few more surveys in Houghton specifically. Um, And I think that's all I wanted to share. So thank you, John. Great job.
1: Thank you, Amy. Um, Kathy, did you have something you wanted
4: to share?
10: Oh, I attended the South Rose Neighborhood Association meeting um, last night. And um, also, Kurt, our city manager was there, um, council member Toby Nixon, and then um, a member, a sergeant from the Kirkland Police Department. So I didn't speak a lot, but I did tell them I would relay Part of the discussion items which were associated, associated around the HODEN Park and Ride Purchase, its current status, how it will be used before um, any aquatic center is developed if that site is chosen. Um, so really um, the first item they were concerned about was um, how that area would be policed and um, now that the fencing is up and around and um, Kirkland Police Department um, representative was able to answer their questions, I think, regarding um, who they contact, if they see activities that really don't align with um, their neighborhood and a big empty lot. And I can understand that concern of theirs. Um, And then um, they were very interested in how that space will be used um, now that it's empty and until any um, development of the land would be made. Um, And they had several suggestions. Um, They were thinking um, that as it is, you know, with asphalt um, overlay over most of it, um, things like market type activities, farmers markets. um, They also mentioned um, classic car shows, which Redmond, is successful with, but um, also runs out of um, space quite often. Um, the other one um, they talked about were um, courts, um, basketball, pickleball, tennis courts were mentioned. I'm not sure exactly if pickleball and tennis courts would be the quite the right use for that type of pavement, but basketball probably would be. Um, and then the other thing that they mentioned is one person said that um, they used to use the um, park and ride for park and carpool quite a bit. So also reserving part of the space for um, an option for parking and carpooling um, since most of their transit options have been limited now that um, King County Metro has moved away from using that space. Um, They also um, talked about, There was a lot of discussion how transit options have been very limited to the Rose Hill since the hope Park and Ride isn't used more by King County Metro and discussing how people would actually get to the aquatic center. Um, And so their suggestions were talking about um, how bus connections and shuttles would be made between um, 85th Street Metro's new project and being brought back to the Houghton Park and Ride. And um, and then for expressing support for the aquatic center, people are on both sides. But um, you know, um, just doing kind of a quick count of the people that did express, um, I think it was about four. You know, there were six people total expressed opinions, and I thought two were um, not in favor of the aquatic center, but four expressed um, support for it. And
0: um, and I think there was a little over thirty people on the call. No, oh, thank you,
1: Kathy. That would sound like it was a very uh, active meeting last night for you.
10: I would say that um, South Kirkland Park, um, South Kirkland Neighborhood Association, they are the ones that have a lot of significant interest in this particular um, project. Um, they're very interested that- in what is going to be do- being done with that piece of property.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it sounds like they asked some really good questions. Mm-hmm. So, like how how could they use the property while they' were, while with their, in the meantime and uh, and then obviously the transit questions so, what
10: I took away from the um meeting was that they really saw it as a potential um opportunity for their neighborhood to make use of that space rather than having it just um fenced off for three years, yeah, and that's something that they were necessarily. Did not want to have happen.
1: Nope. makes sense. Yeah,
4: and there there have been discussions about how to use that site in the interim, um, so that it isn't just a vacant lot. Yeah, it's not passive.
10: I have a feeling it would be you know good for them to have um, that communication that the city is thinking about interim uses for the site, um, just so they they understand that they aren't. Again, having a large piece of vacant property um, sitting fenced off, I think
0: that hadn't been communicated to them um, from what I could tell. Great. All right. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to uh, present, discuss? Share. Okay. Um, I'll just mention one thing. Um, <clears throat> on um, April
1: twenty sixth, myself and several of the other board members uh, attended the Kirkland Community Appreciation Night, which is kind of interesting. I thought it was really an interesting evening. This was uh, we haven't had this this type of uh, evening, or this type of this type of event for I think a few years now with the COVID and stuff. But this is City of Kirkland's opportunity to say thank you to all the volunteers who uh, give their time and effort to assist Kirkland in in volunteer work. Um, I learned that I think I think it was Kirkland has. I think it was 13 I think it was 13 boards and commissions now who knew Kirkland had that many boards and commissions uh, Park board is one of those uh, some of these seven of these boards and commissions meet monthly like the park board and some meet quarterly and some meet less often than that so um, that was just very interesting. Um, council member Kelly Curtis who Her background is the park board. She moved from the park board and then became a council member. She had the opportunity to speak at that event where they they called out the work done by the boards and commissions. And um, she did a great job calling out the park board and just saying thank you for all the work that the park board has done. She referred to the pros plan, the six-year pros plan that was published um, September of last year. And certainly, all the work that we've done this year um, supporting the um, uh, the potential um, ballot measure projects and initiatives. So she was quite quite complimentary in her comments to the park board. So I wanted to share that and pass that on, and thank the other other uh, park board members who were in attendance uh, that evening. So it was very nice. So. Um, Again, anybody else have anything to report? We'll move on to the next item. I don't see any hands, so I'm going to go ahead and just move on to the next item. The next item is something still in business items. I wanted to add one. Hope this is okay. I want to talk more about the local land uh, acknowledgement. Um, You know, for the last, we agreed quite some, some months ago that we would... Have it on the agenda, and then one of the park board members would read it every month. Uh, at last month's meeting, we said, "Do we want to do we want to continue that process, or should we modify our position?" Um, I'm going to I'm going to open up a motion that we that we no longer read. The land acknowledgement, however, we do have it as part of the agenda, and it's is part of the part of the monthly agenda for the park board meeting. But we no longer read it. I wanted to make that a motion. I want to open it up for conversation. We talked about this last month's meeting, and there seemed to be some strong feelings that that seemed like a good idea. But I wanted to kind of open it up and and if uh, to understand people's viewpoints. And then afterward, I'm gonna, um, I'd like to then formalize the motion with a vote. So.
5: You, to, you can get a second on your uh, motion and then a discussion.
1: Thank you, thank you, Mary. So first thing I, I would like to have, if somebody would like to do it is I need a, a, a second of my of motion to discuss revising our current land, uh, local land acknowledgement.
6: I second that.
1: Thank you, Tessa. So now we have a second, so now we can discuss it. Make sure that we do this correctly by the Roberts rules. So, um, so
0: I, I, re- I wanna open it up and get your thoughts. Thank you. I agree with
6: Mike I think that um, we've kind of all had our opportunity to say it and um, I think if it's on the agenda, and we read it that um, we're still paying our respects and still doing its job. Um, that's what council
9: does I think it's
6: appropriate so
9: that's what I have to say about that. So we would just we would leave it on the agenda and acknowledge the acknowledgement without reading it the whole thing is that the idea okay.
1: Correct. I believe I I believe that's what we would we, we would um it would be on the agenda. We would reference it, but we we would not read it. Okay. And Tessa, did you did you say that um, council is no longer reading it? Also, is that what you said?
6: Yeah, it's just on the uh, agenda.
1: Okay. Thank you. So we would be piggybacking on their
0: on their approach. Yeah. Okay. Mike, I don't have any strong opinions or feelings about it either way. I don't know enough about
8: the background of the evolution of the land acknowledgement and um, how I guess the origination would like to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel that I could speak on that. Um, but given that council is putting it on the agenda and leaving it that I don't think
0: it's inappropriate for us to follow suit. Thank you, Amy.
4: I can send out the link to the, um, the, the park board meeting where we discussed it. Um, it was last March. Um, and I'll also send out a link to the current City Council agenda, so you can see how they list listed on there, so if you just want to take a look. Um, but yeah.
1: Hmm. Did anybody else have a comment they'd like to make on this topic? Uh, I see Kathy's hand.
10: I was just gonna concur with Amy. Um, I myself don't feel like I have enough background, but um, also would be favorable in following council's lead if that is their, Determination on how this should be
0: addressed. Okay. thank you. Um, Tammy, did you have any any comments on this matter?
3: Um, I can I concur with uh, with the previous conversations. I. Um, I mean, I think the discussion that I've heard sort of in the media about it is whether it's performative or not. So I think acknowledging it and having it written suits me just fine as opposed to trying to overextend. And and um, so I, okay. I'm comfortable. Great,
1: thank you.
7: Tara? Yeah, I mean, I agree with everyone, I, I think when I've seen the land acknowledgement in school and on PowerPoints and in our news videos and things like that, I've actually never seen it being read. So again, like I don't have background on what's appropriate but I do agree that I think it's still substantial if we just have it instead of reading it. Okay.
1: Thank you. <laughs> so Mary, uh, just to clarify the rules
0: of uh Robert's rules of order, then.
5: um, You you can call the question. You can call the question.
1: I can call for a vote Then, at this point.
5: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Do I have to restate the motion? What we want to do is it pretty clear, it sounds like. You you can either way. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead. And if nobody else has any other comments, I am going to restate the motion and ask for a vote. Um, I'm advocating that we change the current local land acknowledgement policy, where we will include it on the agenda, we will reference it on the agenda, but we will not read it moving forward in our monthly meetings. and Somebody, can we do a show of a show of hands, I guess? That'd be okay. We have to do we have to verbalize. You can, just do, all, can do all in
4: favor and just do aye and nay and we can catch okay. it
1: that way. All right, thank you. Um, so all in favor of approving my motion, say aye. 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 all opposed say nay. So the motion is approved. And thank you very much for, for that, that conversation. So um, and they'll be starting then on the June meeting. OK. And Mary, thank you for your help on the uh, process.
4: <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're all winging it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, we, we are
4: not the Robert's Rules of Order experts <laughs> in this board. So. All, right. All right, thank you. I
1: try to mirror council, but they're so good at it. Right. I'm moving down now to Section Eight on the agenda: communications. Uh, do we have any correspondence? I don't think so.
4: There was there was none in this month's packet, but we did receive an email um, on Monday night after the packet um, was distributed. After the packet was distributed. Um, and so I sent an email out to everyone. Kurt responded to that. Um, just a reminder, just a little explanation. Um, we don't ask park board members to reply to those emails. Um, typically, a staff member will reply to those, and then we'll uh, either CC park board on it or we'll send you guys the response as well. Um, and the reason for that is just to avoid the um, conducting business via email, which is an open records or open public meetings violation. Um, so we don't ever want to get into a back and forth where there's where could be viewed as conducting business behind the scenes. Um, and so in that case, Kurt responded to that one. So that's that's gonna serve as the response. I, yeah.
3: I did notice that he missed an opportunity to share that the PFEC is reported um, in each of our meetings as well and is listed and publicized on our website as both an agenda item and as uh, in the recorded videos.
0: Good point. He did get that email
4: up pretty, quick, pretty quickly and it was
0: a pretty
3: good detail. Yeah, email. it was a good
4: so, email. Um, um, otherwise, there was no other correspondence. Um,
0: Kathy, do you have a question on that?
10: Oh, I just wanted to note that the person who wrote that um, email was at the South um, Rose Hill meeting uh-huh. last night, and then Kurt was able to speak with her directly also and answer additional questions.
4: Uh, one other thing, actually, on the on the emails, thank you for that. Uh, I'm not surprised that she was there based on her email. Um, there there may be a lot more emails coming in where Park Board is just CC'd on it as a part of the whole ballot measure effort. Um, we are probably not going to be responding to all of those. A lot of those are just responded to via our uh, Kirkland, or um, whatnot. so I'm trying to figure out the exact protocol of how that's going to work. But we will keep you guys in the loop um, when those get responded to, because sometimes they're going to put them into the our Kirkland system and they respond to them there. So they are, they are all centralized, Um, but I just wanted to give you a heads up on that one. So you're not expecting a bunch of emails um, if they don't come.
0: Thanks, John. Mm -hmm. Um, Department monthly reports. Uh,
1: We were just provided a link to the reports, uh, I think about five o'clock, four o'clock this afternoon. And I did take a look at it. It's good. To, it's a good read. Um, anybody have anything to
0: talk about or discuss regarding those those reports? Sorry for getting it a little late, but we will. You can always email us with questions. Good. Thank you, John.
1: Very good. Um, and now the opportunity for you know, staff updates and information. John, do we have any comments from your, your team tonight?
4: I don't have any anything else. I'll let Mary, Jason, and Sarah or Aaron say anything about it.
0: Thank you.
5: I have just a, a, a quick um, comment. I already sent an email about this, but uh, Totem Lake Park did win an award. The Washington um, association of landscape architects so it's a statewide award and it was for a public uh, site as an honor award so
1: that's really uh, great news congratulations to pcs Uh, rainbow park totem lake park is a is a showpiece my grandkids love going to going to that park and playing there for the obvious reasons it's just a wonderful park
5: and there'll be shade coming soon
1: yes good because <laughs> it's gonna get hot soon
5: congratulations
1: <laughs> wonderful wonderful um let's see
5: um, that's all okay. i have
1: okay thank you jason how about yourself anything
12: oh nothing out of the ordinary it's just a busy time of the year so staff are out We have staff to get here at five in the morning and we have other staff that work until 1130 at night, seven days a week. So it's just full, full opportunity to serve right now. Lots of, lots of things going on, lots of ball fields to prep and grass to mow. And I kind of prepped up a little bit for this weekend because anytime it gets like this, the parks just seem to be packed. So lots of things getting stashed up and stored up and ready to go for the, for the customers. So nice.
1: Well, our parks look great always. So please share a thanks to your team huh
12: okay
0: we'll do
1: yeah 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 we're fortunate um uh, sarah
11: thanks mike i just have a um a quick hiring update i think as you all know we we have a really heavy lift for um summer recruitment for aquatic staff lifeguards at the pool and beaches and swim lesson instructors and day camp instructors we we hire probably close to 100 and then with Jason's team easily over 150 um, people each summer uh, to support our operations and really excited to share that our aquatics positions most of our aquatics positions have closed um oh, we were yes. able to fill um all of our um lifeguard positions and swim lesson positions at this point back on wood oh. um We do have some openings for um, some day camp director positions and after school camp director positions. So if you all know of anyone in your life who may be looking for a summer job working with kids or a school year job working with kids, um, those recruitments are 18 plus, um, 18 years of age, um, but um, otherwise things are are looking good. So uh.
3: congratulations.
11: Thanks. Yeah. It's been exciting. We, ha- we haven't done this before. Had I oh, gotten to this point amazing. this early in the year. So the team, and, the aquatics team is very excited about that. So, yeah.
3: and, and if I can add a little note about the uh, pea patch garden, whose portfolio is the pea patch garden in my, uh, my husband has not found the rat. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> watch the one Yeah. No, this is the one at the pea patch on night he, he was convinced a uh, critter was eating his. Well, he, it could be because he tightened up his little personal fence. I said it might have just been a rabbit or a bird, but he was convinced it was something more nefarious. So he, he was ready to bring the evidence directly to City Hall. And luckily, I haven't heard that he had any anything caught in his little uh, trap. So. If you hear from a Barry Silverstein, I will deny knowing him. <laughs> we
12: well, do there, not have the same name. There are there are little nibblers out there. That's for sure. That we have a little challenge with um, some pretty hungry deer out at McCullough. So tell him he's uh, lucky to live in a really um, well, uh, he, less less deer. But there are rabbits around, and he
3: started and, the uh, charge in the, in the in the garden for. Uh, everybody fencing their little patch so oh. <laughs> you know it's well fortified yeah. over there to walk yeah. by
12: yeah
4: we've seen some creative fencing gone up this year
12: yeah we have
0: <laughs> okay thank you sarah i did uh, i did walk by the uh, the
1: pool today around uh, noon 12:30 i saw a whole bunch of people coming out of there I'm guessing there was some training going on today looked like
11: so yeah. that was good the, to see the fire department does an annual training in the pool um and they they bring in a a, a rusty old boat and do some recovery you know rescue trainings and things All like right. that. Right. Um, and then our lifeguard training is starting I think next week. so yes. yeah, there'll be lots more activity.
1: <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much We'. Any other staff reports then? I think we hit everybody who's here. Okay. Um, and then the last item on the agenda is comments from myself. Um, John and I were talking earlier today that uh, be interesting to see a list of the projects that PCS is gonna be working on this year, 2023. We know that um, Hundred Thirty Second Square Park is going to be opening in June, Juneish, Juneish. No, you know, uh, but uh, John's going to give us a list of the other other activities, if any, that uh, that operations is uh, working on actively right now. So,
4: yeah. I'll, that'll be on the agenda for next month. So yeah, know.
1: sounds good. And then, just as a reminder, it's it's almost summertime. Um, the Friday, the Friday afternoon market will be opening up real soon, um, around the corner, and uh, on uh, Juanita Beach Park. So, look for that. I, I think they're going to be open the first first part. Well, the first first Friday in June. First Friday
4: in June. Yeah. First Friday. So, in June. The, so
1: that's, that's not the, that far, really. So the Wednesday,
4: the Wednesday market will be open um, at Marina Park, same week as well. And that was, yeah. Same same first first Wednesday in in June.
1: Great, I always look forward to both those events. So they always have good stuff there. All righty. Um, does anybody else have any other items they wanted to discuss or any of the comments, issues? So um, there being no further business, this meeting is adjourned.
0: And 8.17, that's pretty good. All right, so,